Alma Pictures and Baker Street Media present Second Z's Cubed with your hosts Ayla Hadi, Allison Weaver, and Johnny Pinea. Second Z's Cubed is a technical podcast dedicated to critiquing and celebrating performing arts and inspiring the next generation of creatives. All right, welcome back to another episode of Second Seeds. Um, we're very, very, very pleased and honored to have another episode with you. And today's episode is from Bankstown, Australia, and their poetry slam, and a piece by Sarah Mansour called My Australia. And actually, the genre for today is spoken word. And it is actually very much a topic that is close to my heart because I love slam poetry. I've always loved slam poetry forever and ever. And I'm really excited to discuss this particular poem with all of us here on the podcast and with you, dear audience. So um, to begin with, I was looking for slam poetry in Australia. And Bankstown, of course, has one of the prominent poetry slams in that country. And as we know that Australia is very, 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 very diverse, contrary to popular belief by many other countries, they don't export a lot of their talent. <laughs> but <laughs> with that being said, um, I really appreciated this piece a lot because Sarah is able to capture so much of the diversity of her area and also I think Australia today which um really touched very close to my heart because as somebody who has been living in different cultures all my life um I can relate with this mixing that happens the mixing of cultures the mixing of family the mixing of friends the mixing of food, the mixing of smells, of sounds, of of memories, and also many things which, yeah, like they will say, aren't you from such and such a place? Well, why don't you do this, this, and this? And I say, well, I don't do that, that, and that, because I don't understand that part of this culture or that culture. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, for example, while I will support like my place of births, different sports teams. <clears throat> I don't follow them like those people do. I mainly follow them for following what's going on with my place of birth rather than as the sports themselves. And I have bigger support for teams in other countries or for example, humor or things like this. So when she was describing all of these different elements that come into her her area, her town, her environment, uh, for me, I was very touched the heart. And while I had considered various other performing artists of spoken word, because they do have a ton of great artists in Australia, I just had to keep coming back to her for some reason. So um, that was my main main reason for picking her particular poem. Um, and I think it really reflects a lot of this cultural struggle, a lot of this um, empowerment that she's giving for herself and 
for her her area too. And for me, I think it was kind of like a uh, a bit of a consolation, if you will, for some of the memories that I had in the past. I think of feeling like placeless or uh, not sure of who I was for a little while. And I think art and and things like poetry really helped me to share a bit of myself uh, with the world in a different way. So again, these are my first thoughts on it. I'm kind of, we'll share more probably later, but I'm interested to hear what you guys thought of it and uh, how the poem sat with you. Oh, well, you go first. Um, yeah. Yeah. Sure. Um, I think before I want to talk about the poem um, in its minute details, I think it's really important to have an understanding of Sada, who she is as a person, the slam poetry organization, and the general culture um, and context behind the area that the slam poetry takes place in. Mm -hmm. And these are all things that I wasn't really your rock aware star of and I first forgot. Time. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wasn't really aware of it when I heard it the first time. And then doing my research definitely flushed out the experience for me. Um, you know, when I first heard it, I was like, okay, yeah, definitely I can relate to um, the themes discussed in the poem. But then, you know, I started, I, I went through a Google rabbit hole. Um, I'm not sure if I'm out of it yet, but Sara is a powerhouse. She is a lawyer and she started this slam poetry when she was like, I think 19. Um, and they've been doing it for 10 years now. She is one of the co-founders um, of the Poetry Slam. Um, and she touches on this in her poem, but it's a very ethnically diverse community. And what that also means is that it's a community filled with marginalized people. And effectively, she and her co-founder try to create an outlet for the voices of these marginalized peoples and really filled in a much needed gap. Um, I am going to assume she is Lebanese um, only because of the way she pronounces certain words in the poetry, the accent that she uses. Um, when she uh, says certain Arabic words, I'm going to assume she is Lebanese. Mm. And unfortunately, there is a little bit of history, and I'm, that's me understating it, a little bit of history of mm -hmm. discrimination and racism, mm. racism against Lebanese within Australia. Um, so she kind of credits a, another, another Arab poet for her interest in slam poetry. She says she, this other poet, her name is Rafif and she's Palestinian. She had a poem and she listened to the poem and there was this one line that was kind of a refrain throughout the poem. And it was, I am an Arab woman of color and we come in all shapes of anger. And she said that line really kind of motivated her and pushed her to exploring the avenues of poetry because it was that that line, the idea of unapologetically 
expressing anger or, you know, kind of um, delving through those themes really interested her. And that was kind of the thing that really sprung her into this poetry slam scene. And she's done a TED talk about the resurgence <laughs> of literature. Yes. And, uh, you know, the Bankstown Poetry Slam does youth-centered uh, poetry slams as well. They had one recently, early March, I believe. And I remember I was watching the news clip of it and getting really choked up because I was like, if I had that outlet as a young teen, that would have meant the world to me. It was so gratifying to see teenagers from all walks of life all backgrounds, being able to express their innermost thought. And it was because of the work of Sada and the rest of the Bingstown Poetry Slam people. So the reason why I'm bringing all of this in is to give background information to this poem and see it for what it is, a quiet act of resistance. She is reclaiming her Australia amidst all of the hatred that her community has faced, that she has faced, um, you know, the, I can't imagine how terrifying that experience must have been. Um, and it definitely brought in an extra dimension to that poem for me. Um, I understand it better now. When I first heard it, I felt like she was kind of, straying, not straying away, but she was kind of um, shifting away from the tougher topics. That was my first impression. It was like she was engaging a little bit in the tougher aspects of her experience being an Australian, but not really fully addressing it. That was my first impression. And then knowing all this background information kind of gave me more context. And I actually saw the poem for what it was. Um, so just lots of appreciation for Sada as a person, Bankstown Poetry Slam as an organization and what they're doing. It's a really great organization. For, yeah, for their community. I, I, I loved it. Um, and people kind of make this comment about, oh, you know, why is it that whenever we talk about, um, you know, like ethnic communities, it's always like within, within literature, we always talk about food. Well, food is a common unifying, uh, yeah, it's uh, people join together, they share meals together. It is the ultimate way to connect with other people. Um, and she brought up a lot of things that I was familiar with in terms of like you know, uh, Zata, Tabule, um, Tene. She brought up all these things that I was familiar with, even though it's not really common foods within the North African cuisine. But growing up in America exposed me to a whole world of cultures. Um, it's a microcosm um, of cultures from all around the world. So her also bringing that into the poem, we're talking about the Lebanese coffee that kisses the Asian bakeries. That is very much a reality that I grew up with. Yeah. And those were one of the things that um, I truly enjoyed about my experience living here in the United States, being born and raised in the United States, is the multiculturalism aspect of it. Um, and food is often a common expression of that. Uh, 
she also referenced um, some unfortunate events within Australian history in her poem. I had to kind of Google that to get more uh, concepts. But I, I loved also the line about um, neighbors handing over barbecued meat over fences. Um, you know, the seeming juxtaposition of different foods like the pho in Sydney, realist Lebanese and Chinese. Um, there was also a really lovely line about uh, the call to prayer gently interludes with the ringing of church bells, a way to really highlight the difference, the different religions and cultures coexisting together as they should. Um, loved the imagery that that she used. And even though it is a slam poetry, the way that she delivered her lines were very much peacefully. Mm-hmm. Um, it yeah. Slam I, doesn't I have to be like lay <laughs> on your face. <laughs> yeah, like I'm gonna tell it doesn't you have to slam you. your face like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Slam could be many ways. Like yeah. Yeah. It was very yeah. like elongated and made it like more of a musical experience. Yeah. So I think those are kind of like my general impressions of the poem. Um, you know, I'd love to hear more about what you guys think, but you know, what what a treat, what an experience a bit about that slam it actually is one of the most prominent slams now in mm-hmm. in all of us like punto, period done because it's it's just produced so many great international and national level poets from australia so to like to hear the 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 fuller story from you is like really great because I had done some research on the the slam and I'd heard the slam before as a as like artist from the slam, but I had not heard the whole entire world of it. So really, thank you for that. Um, I really, really appreciate um, respect for real because that's a, that's really important. I think what you just said. Mm-hmm. And I think that we will probably live yeah. there a little while. So, respect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, she has my utmost respect. I yeah, mean, she's, a, she's awesome. That, I mean, lawyer and juggling this big, big project. I think mm-hmm. it's something like 300 attendees on average per month. Absolutely. Yeah. The last mm-hmm. month. Yeah. Last one they had, I think, um, their 10th celebration had like, I think, double that number. I think I need to go back and look at it, but just huge, huge numbers. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. They also have 1.59K subscribers in YouTube right now really yeah oh they deserve more i mean they deserve to have a billion but (laughs) oh it will oh it will (laughs) watch it will yeah i do believe that 
I do believe that. I, I, I do believe that, uh, that, that, that. Sorry, I hope I'm not butting in. Go ahead, Johnny. No, you're good. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's the, I do believe that this is going to, to grow more and more, and people are doing it in different ways, but, you know, to, to like they're doing it, you see it all the time in the various, like, you know, social medias, how people express themselves, and a lot of expressing through poetry or somebody else's. <clears throat> the actual slam poetry, though, is for me just wow. Because uh, it's, it's, it's a form of, uh, of the spoken word that's not only rhythmic, uh, it is diverse and it slips all over the place. You know, it goes into many places, but yet it speaks to the people. You know, it speaks, it speaks of your, 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 your um, inner core, mm. what one truly feels. And it's, it's lovely, as you said, I, I really I admire it so much the beautiful delivery that was given without any agenda to it, without any personal emotion, an emotional kind of uh, delivery. It wasn't, it wasn't like that at all. If anything, it was so embracing. Mm -hmm. I found it incredibly embracing, you know, and also embracing Bastown and, you know, all the cultures of Bastown, embracing that. Yeah. It's, um, uh, the, the the concepts of separation is uh, not conducive in our in our present circumstances and in the future, or probably never has been conducive. Obviously, hasn't been. Johnny, hello. Um, uh, it's, it's, the thing is, is because the more we separate from each other, the worse off we're going to be. You know, and. It's, it might take a little bit of a hard knock and a bit of a, you know, smack at the face, you know, from, from uh, life to make us realize this in our diverse cultures because there's no such thing anymore as, uh, oh, this is going to be a hard one to uh -oh. say. Uh -huh, yes, you know what I mean. It's like nationalism in a sense, like, uh, you know, has, has become a, a very, very, very shady, a murky kind of muddy waters uh, it, you know what i mean because it is it is we are no longer separated by culture or separated by borders the truth is that we are completely integrated all over the world and as much as some might wish to kick against that, and and I respect everybody's like you know what what they they, they wish um, until they get in my face, um, and 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 oh, yeah. I just think practically practically speaking, really not truly, the way things are moving and at the speed and the way everything is, uh, come on, diversity and, and breaking ourselves up into like different kind of groups when we are already living right next to each other. You know, we've, we've moved and intermingled so. And uh, not even to talk about, you know, in the personal space. So when you come to the beat poetry or you come to slam poetry, um, it is most beautiful way of expressing because you can stand on a stage or wherever you are with that. We know it's a difference between what happened in, in, in Compton with uh, the beginning of rap, right? Mm. Which is also 
uh, and it's usually, generally speaking, when you go to SLAM or, or those, it, 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 it's a form of protest. It's a form of, 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 of protest. In, or in expression. Way. It depends on the yeah. on what yeah. the SLAM yeah. is about. Like, because they have themes, like, yeah. been at various kinds of SLAMs. Yeah. You know, but it depends also on uh, the perception of the, 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 you know, whoever. Um, you know, I've always experienced it as, uh, you know, uh, a, a very specific thing, you know, from where, where I come from, let's say. Um, in the 80s, uh, I joined up. Oh, yeah, the early, time. you're talking about the early slam, yeah. Yeah, yeah. you know, I mean, the, 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 that's when, that's when it, it was very, yeah. Uh, vocally protest i would say mm -hmm. yes you know you could get away with stuff yeah you could just you could put it out there um a writer a passionate man a man of words a man of intellect you know just standing up there and like letting rip was something that people had never seen before you know and they were so sensitive and they were so like kind of ooh, vulnerable and they would heckle him back badly you know they like shout at him you know but he kept going, he had the courage. You see, so I so, oh, hello. I immediately gravitated towards him, you know, and we began this. And I got to understand it, and I got to understand what he was doing. And, and to me, that was, wow. He, he, he knew he was going to be the first. He knew he was going to, great oppression was going to come. I mean, there were so many times that I would bail Ian out of jail and things like that. and. Um, he knew exactly what he was in for, but he had to do it. And in doing it, he, he enlightened people. And it is the most, I can say that today. You know, it's very rare that you see that, that a community became enlightened. By the time, it was by, within five years, suddenly all this, the places that were shunning him all the places that were kicking him away, you know, the established theaters, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, the newspapers, everybody was embracing him. Yeah, suddenly. Now, suddenly, my word, yes, yes, yes. And uh, he carried on and he basically, he did a, a whole manipulative number on, 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 on the, the, the crowds. He really did. He just kept going and he kept, and he did get it across. And he got to say things that nobody could say. And he got away with it. Because we were at a time where we were, literally, I'm not fibbing, we used to do shows and get like, you know, straight off the show, the police would take us to the, the cop station and lock us up. Um, and uh, because just of the words we said, because of words, you know, you lived in a society that, and I mean, we are a country of 11 languages. Think about the 11 languages, that's 11 cultures in a little country, not a big country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, and, and it's within the, the different cultures here, each culture here has a variation of slam poetry that is their own. You know, Zulus have it, you know, Kozas have it, uh, Twana very much have it. 
um, in their language. And, 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 and Swana is beautiful. It's like flows so lovely, you know. And I mean, most definitely when like you come to them, yeah, the Malay, the Malay people, bam, they've been doing it. You know, that has been their way of vocalizing. Uh, whatever it is, you know, and and, and uh, inequalities and stuff like that, please just don't even go there. Um, but slowly, slowly, we're in a time now due to people exactly like her who have gone forward, but with compassion. She hasn't gone with anger. You see? And look at it. Look at that beautiful thing. Look how it's grown. Look how it's been nurtured. You know, and how that must have, it has so many ripple effects to it. And so in the expression of the poetry, like I said, it was maybe be poetry. And and once again, now we're coming to the word, our need for expression. I mean, very often, you know, if you think about it, if we didn't embrace language, um, we might be better off. I have no idea. You know, uh, <laughs> it is only in the naming of certain things that we have given them a certain kind of uh, connotation or we have given a preconceived idea about things because we name it. So we never meet anything as it truly is mm. or a, a person as they truly are. Yeah, we see the person as the nation or what we have heard or read or what has been fed to us, uh, what we know. If you don't know better, or if you don't wish to seek better, you know, uh, you can only go with what is the perception that has been taught to you. It's not an original perception. Um, none of it's original. You know, like when you talk about any of hate groups and things like that, that's hanging on to like a, a metal anvil. You know, it's bloody heavy and it's big and bulky and there's not much you can do with it, you know. Um, but yet I see hate groups hang on to that thing because it's all they've got. It's the, the poetry alludes immediately to the fact that every single human being on this planet, uh, and occurrence, even there is so much in it. If one dares to actually look. And when one looks, for me, I don't believe that, uh, you know, understanding and forgiveness uh, necessarily are, are separate. Um, I, I, I feel that it is through understanding that we learn to forgive. So it, it, in order to forgive, which gives us a, a better heart, one needs to understand. And that means looking at us. Yeah. And what the beauty of the, the, the slam poetry is, is it gives it to me. It gives me a complete insight into uh, what are, yeah, the same as me. <laughs> no difference. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, uh, and, and poetry is just one of those most accessible things when it comes to the written word. It's, it's just, there's no such thing as bad poetry, actually. And when it comes to slam poetry, how can they be? Well, there is bad poetry. Well, yeah. Not using your heart when you write. Or too formulaic. Yeah, yeah. That's what I call bad poetry. 
Yeah, but that's not poetry. I mean, <laughs> then it becomes robotic. Yeah, that's not poetry. That's just uh -huh. not poetry. I'm sorry. That's that's a user's manual. Um, <laughs> it's like <laughs> you know what I mean. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. I know what you're talking about. Um, I'm glad you understand. A specific that. movement like that, a specific movement like that. I uh, I'm so glad you you brought the brought it up. And the fact that I wasn't very aware of, of Pakistan and Australia and that, because me being the prejudiced person that I am, um, I don't look at things Australian, do I? <laughs> Not for any reason, but, you know, I just don't, actually. Because Australia South scares Africa me. and Australia have this. It scares me. It scares me, I tell you. It just scares me, you know. <laughs> and I um, Australian phase. I was very much yeah. interested in the landscape. And I was like, one day, one day I'll be able to travel to Australia. But, you know, very scary spiders and such. <laughs> Look, I mean, it's not the fact that they're the only place in the world that has animals that are completely like, you know, I mean, just don't make sense. Um, <laughs> a duckbill platypus doesn't make sense. It doesn't. Um, it's, you know, it's sorry. Yeah. Uh, and me too. I've always looked at it as it must be the spiritual thing and all that stuff, you know, and, and then I get to hear from people that live there. And people that go and they tell me, no, nah, Johnny, sorry, mm, no. And I'm going, that's impossible. I cannot believe that. I just cannot. I cannot believe that. I refuse to believe that. You know, Drop and, my friend that's playing football in Australia right now. She's loving. Mm, 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 mm. You know, oh, man. it's a, it's a, and the fact that every Australian that I meet that comes here to South Africa says that South Africa feels more like home than Australia. Um, oh, is, is, I've heard that. I've heard that every time. I'm serious, you know, because the people be very warm here. You know, people in South Africa are very warm and are very embracing. Yeah, that's true. You're very embracing and 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 very uh, kind of yeah yeah you know empathetic. Um, yeah. Poetry has uh, to have a yeah. Poetry has to have a heartbeat, and I'm I think every, every heartbeat is different. Mm, mm, mm. But every the fact heartbeat. That she this, I feel I'm that this could quite me. easily spread around the world. I really wish it does. What were you going to say? I oh, am. Yeah. yeah. I, was, I was going to ask you both. Um, you know, I'm curious to hear your thoughts about the opening line of the poem. Um, you know, like, I don't know if it's a common theme in your life, Johnny. What's the opening line? I can't remember. Yeah, it was when people ask me where I'm from, I tell uh, punch more often than not, they right. smile and reply, you know, where are you from? Yeah. I they always do, where are you from? Yeah. Where are you yeah. from? Yeah. I'm like, Very brilliant. Because that yeah. opened up the whole I world. That opened the world of, of relation on that one. Because uh, that anybody yeah. in the whole world can relate to. You know, yeah. I do like that. Yes, I'm with you. I'm with you there. 
Yeah, for me, that's uh, what they always say, depending on what language I'm talking. They where are you from? No, where that is. Or, or my accent will change depending on who I'm talking to. So mm -hmm. if I've been talking to somebody from I don't know where for a very long time, my accent will change. Or I'll start mm -hmm. saying A like yeah. a Canadian when I am mm -hmm. around too many Canadians. <laughs> <laughs> so like my accent will change and one time i was abroad for a while and then i came to my my to see my family one of in one of the places where they are and they were like why are you saying a and i'm like i'm sorry i was with <laughs> yeah hello yeah exactly gonna help yeah. it i was like uh, i can't help myself i'm not trying to be something <laughs> But we it's all are, like, you know. Mimicry. Sorry, I. Yeah. No, I was just saying that was just natural mimicry that that happens, like you. No, said, yeah, it's it's a natural thing, and so my accent is really mixed, like when I talk normally, and so people are like, "We don't know where are you from, anyway." <laughs> and then it's worse because my family it's all over so it's like and i'm and you have to go on a whole story to tell them because i'm just like do you want the short version or the long version i'll tell you what the passport says and where i'm actually from in two different no i just i just always i i, I completely come into the conversation stopper with that one I just go, I'm from the air, I'm from the fire, I'm from the water. Then they'll say, oh, you're from Earth. I'm like, yeah, that's From the Earth and all that. And then they just look at me and I can see that in the mind. They're going, okay, he's weird. Right, move on. They okay. do that all the time. Like, <laughs> and I, and I don't huh? have to explain. Uh, yeah, I love that. I love, huh? 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 Yeah, in South Africa, hey? 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 Oh, no, yeah, yeah. Wonderful. Yeah divine because it's lovely i can say things and a person will say hey and i'll go what and they go what did you say and i went i don't know i didn't say anything you know <laughs> and i can leave it but the importance of the poetry the slam poetry the importance of it can never be underestimated for communities yeah. in opening people's eyes and giving people the freedom as well. Because when you embrace that sort of thing, the, the, the vocalized, I, I, we are vocal for a very specific reason. You know, I mean, they, they, they the anthropologists, mm -hmm. et cetera, they, they, they speculate that we learned to make sounds and things from birds. Yeah, you know, I that's what they, they reckon. Yeah, which is fine because I mean the vocal cord is like the blowhole of a of a porpoise or a, a dolphin. It's exact same shape. It's a muscle, and it, it looks exactly like the blowhole blowhole that sits on top of a, of, a, of, a, of a dolphin. That has a very diverse language that we don't understand. Uh, and here we are making these sounds that we seem to understand and think are words. Um, and it's developed in our lives to the extent that if we don't express it, hmm. um, it actually does. It, it, it creates a national sickness, you know, if you want to put it that way. It is the unseen. I think, yeah. Yeah. And sometimes when people can express their voice, mm. like mm. I will tell them to at least write it, at least yeah. write it down. Is that if you can write it down by hand, 
Don't put it on technology. Write it by your hand. And then you will feel some kind of release inside. If you can't say it yet, write it. Absolutely. And that's how poetry starts. Yeah. I did it the other day. I mean, I did it like a week ago. Cathartic, yeah. It's definitely cathartic. And it also, for me, it's like, like here, this notebook Mm. is full of poetry and whatever. Mm. And just literally you can say that my handwriting is a hot mess sometimes (laughs) i just like like flying emotion all over the page and i think that's the most like you said cathartic it is it is something that we need we need this so if i like for example if i don't if i don't write music for a while if i don't write poetry Mm. for a while Mm. then what Mm. then what what am i doing what what like am i actually expressing myself fully am i too caught up in something like like what you and i johnny were just talking about like just like when we balance our nutrition because we're focusing on the right thing right or when we are Mm. um when we are like it's like it's like when you're in equilibrium right for homeostasis Mm. i feel like this is when the, the 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 I'm going to go into a little place right now. So, okay. (laughs) So, I was just thinking about, like, for example, we have equilibrium points and everything, like market equilibrium. Your body can be in equilibrium, your mind, your, your life. Like, there's like all these balancing points that we can find. And I think, I think art, I think poetry, I think speaking, being able to say what you want to say and what you need to say in a circumstance is very important. It's very important to the mental health, the body, to the wellness, because the words are power. Words are power. And I will just remind us of that one experiment they did with ice crystals, where they said all these horrible words to this this like water on the left and just put bad on it. Mm-hmm. And then they put all these beautiful words on this other water and said all these beautiful things and they put good on there and they put them both in a freezer. And then the the ones that had the, the bad words turned into these awful ice crystals when they put them under the microscope. I think it was some Japanese artist that said it and uh, some Japanese scientists. And then they, then they did this, I can't remember the whole thing, but then all the good ones turned out to be gorgeous ice crystals. And it just proves that, that these these words do have power. And they tried it with with rice, with I don't even know what else things replicated That's the same thing. Yeah. And I tried it. I did it. I actually did the thing with two plants. You, you know, did? somebody else had done it. So I, yeah, I did the experiment. I did it, and that was around about the time when all of that was coming out. You know, the videos yeah. and etc. And, and, and I even t- I, I even went see- and I tested it. I tested it, and I can tell you now from the it experiment, works. it works. Yeah, you know, For and me, I can tell I you, I felt, I felt so bad. I felt so bad saying bad things to a plant. Now that's ridiculous, but it's true. And then it's not ridiculous. Yeah, because then it starts becoming. It actually then you start getting it. You actually yeah. start getting it. You start getting who you are. You start getting where you sit in this whole thing. You know, you start getting, because I, I, I come from no identity. I have no identity at all. Oh. I cannot say to you, I'm a South African. 
It's it's I'm I'm, I'm a passport of citizen. So Johnny, that doesn't mean anything. Identity. That's my identity. I'm a mix of so much stuff, man. It's like being everywhere. Yeah. And right. and yeah, it's so it's it's not like it's a but yet when one expresses, it's like I give you an example of a week ago. And then where, I'm gonna come back to my point because I wasn't finished. Please do sorry, I've just interrupted you. Please forgive me. <laughs> carry on. Please carry on. No, I will, sorry, I, will no, turn into uh, the, I will turn into the Latin person and throw the flip-flop across the world to you. Please do. Boom. Please slap me in the face. Sorry. Tirar la chancla, pues. <laughs> I, I I humbly, no. I humbly am here bowing. <laughs> no, but like, like, like I'll finish this, and I'd love to hear the story. A veces tengo que tirar la chancla, but anyway, so me entiende. But anyway, Johnny knows. So basically the the thing I wanted to say about the equilibrium thing is like what what we say to ourselves matters, what we say to others matters. Yeah. For example, when I'm working out or well, when I'm uh, talking to an audience, you can like change them somehow by how you speak to them. So for example, this past week, I had some very significant conversations where people came to the production office like at the end of the day. And they wanted to talk about personal things because apparently something struck them that I had said earlier in the day that made them want to open up and talk about something very mm. significant. And I didn't think, you know, I didn't really think about it. I just was like, da da da, whatever, da, going through the normal motions of like, and they would they wanted to talk for like an hour and you never know what the words are going to do to someone like how i even the way you carry your body your 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 way of presence your eyes your countenance and i think that's a beautiful yeah. gift that we have for people to be able to speak yeah. these truths these words to people that build them up and of course, we can do the opposite. So I think it's taught me to be more gentle, especially. And, and also doing poetry myself has taught me how to be more authentic to myself. Not only growing my vocabulary, of course, but also helping me to be more genuine and more, and more protective of myself and more caring for myself and for the environment of people around me. So like, for example providing peaceful environment, peaceful music, music that builds up someone when they come into your space, things like this. It's just very simple little things that we have that we can do to, even if nothing is the same for us in every way, we still have 24 hours, as one of my friends said this week. Yeah. Everyone has that. We all have that. And what we do, with that time i mean tomorrow is not promised right now we have this moment is really significant especially with words so that is what i wanted to say about words we'd like to thank you for joining us for today's episode 
This episode was produced by Alma Pictures and Baker Street. Join us next week for the next episode of our podcast. Thank you. Merci. Gracias. Gracias. Danke. And have a great week.